St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Deacon James Salcedo on September 29th, the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, proclaimed by Deacon James Salcedo. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, my child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between you, us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that they may be warned that they least too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persecuted if someone should rise from the dead. Persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's gospel has compelled me to share a story with you. A very hungry woman walked up to a very large home in hopes that the occupants would have some food to share with her. She rang the bell and a man answered. She humbly begged for something to eat. 
the man told her to come around to the back of the house and he would give her some bread. When the man came out of the back door with a loaf of bread in his hand, he asked the woman to follow his lead in reciting the Lord's Prayer. He told her to say, Our Father who art in heaven. The woman replied, Your Father who art in heaven. The man said, No, no, repeat exactly what I'm saying. Your Father art in heaven. She again said, Your Father who art in heaven. The man became agitated and asked the woman, why can't she repeat the words as he was saying them? She answered him, that if he is our father, that would make you my brother, and our father would not like you asking your sister to come around to the back door for a loaf of bread. It's never easy to answer the cries of the poor unless you are a saint. When we encounter a person in need, we often feel that we know what's best. They should get a bath, they should get a job, they should go to an AA meeting, they should recite the Lord's Prayer. When we help someone, should we impose conditions on that person in order for them to receive the help they need? This can be challenging at times. St. Dominic's offers a place for fellowship after the 9.30, 11.30, 1.30, and 5.30 Sunday Masses where we offer food and drink. Needless to say, some of our Lima Center guests find their way into these sessions. However, when there is free food and someone is hungry, it sometimes takes a little diplomacy in reminding them that this is a coffee minute, not a full meal. We had to offer one Lima Center guest the opportunity to come in the morning and help set up an exchange for food and drink prior to mass letting out. This stopped him from drinking all the milk we used for condiments for the coffee and juggling three or four plates of food as he navigated around the children playing on the floor. Pointing a person in need in the right direction, offering them a helping hand is not taking away their dignity. However, demanding that they do something in exchange for something you think they need is. Some Sundays, it's hard to see or not readily apparent the connections between the first, second readings and the gospel. Today is not one of those Sundays. Today's first reading from the prophet Amos brings the word of the Lord directly to those he is addressing. Two words that stand out in this reading is, woe and therefore. Woe to the complacent Zion. The complacent are the rich for indulging themselves in self-serving excesses such as food, wine, ivory beds, and the best oils, while the poor became a non-entity to all but God. The word, therefore, in Amos' prophecy introduces the consequences of their lifestyle, the collapse of their nation when they will be first sent into exile will come because their own sinful disdain for the poor. The second reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy, Paul sees Timothy as one chosen by God who will carry out Paul's prophetic role as a leader in the faith. Paul doesn't give Timothy specific tasks to perform, but presents him in a way of life that flows from his baptism. One thing about our baptism requires us to do is to reject sin 
and reassess our values, decisions, and lifestyles. Baptism reveals the quality and the dignity of each member of the community. Lemon Gentium from Vatican II states, in the one body of Christ, all the members share a common dignity so that no inequality arises from race or nationality, social condition, or sex exists, for all are one in Christ. The extreme visual in today's gospel parable is not likely to leave us too soon. The man dressed in purple garments and fine linens, dining daily on food as if he were a king, while a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, laid at his door. Who would, if allowed to, gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table? Let's not forget the visual of the dogs licking Lazarus' sores. The next scene we should pay the most attention to is that when Lazarus died and the angels carried him away to the bosom of Abraham. God indeed has lifted up the lowly. Next, we see the rich man die and get buried and end up in another world. This brings the question, do the poor go to heaven and the rich go to hell? As St. Augustine noted long ago, is that poor Lazarus is carried off to the side of a wealthy Abraham. If wealth alone determines our fate, then Abraham should be in Hades right alongside the rich man. The parable is so full of self-gratification on the part of the rich man that mercy and compassion never enters into his realm of reality. Twice the rich man refers to Lazarus by name, once when asking Abraham to send Lazarus to him with water on the tip of his finger to cool his tongue because he was suffering torment in the flames. Then again, he asks Abraham to send Lazarus to warn his five brothers that would too may end up in the place of torment. The rich man's rationale is that his brothers were more likely to repent if someone from the dead goes to them. Abraham told him that if his brothers wouldn't listen to Moses and the prophets, they surely wouldn't listen to someone raised from the dead. The rich man didn't end up where he is because he was rich, but that he was unwittingly condemned himself to Hades by using Lazarus' personal name. If he knows him now, he must have known him then. For the past five years, I have belonged to a group called Comedad Sandimas that ministers to juveniles in the justice system. There are four of us from St. Dominic's in that group. This is twice as many than from any other parish. We pray, listen, play, and try to engage them into reading and reflecting on the readings of the upcoming Sunday which is challenging to say the least, but it happens. Thanks be to God. At the end of each session, we retire to an empty unit and share what we had just experienced. This together time starts off with the question, where did you feel the presence of God? There have been several times when we are hard pressed to feel the presence among the youth, what we sometimes do, but we always feel it amongst ourselves because Jesus says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I don't think there is one of us in this assembly that hasn't thought about the homeless and the plight of the disenfranchised in our city. Our Lima Center here at St. Dominic's is doing what it is called to do for our guests 
with the resources that you provide. The guests, volunteers, and staff are a small, intimate group, but we are family. We fully appreciate God's gift of life that we share with his son. We approach the Eucharistic table at every Mass with our hands out and our hearts open, ready to receive what sustains us in this life and leads us to life everlasting. One last quote from a homeless that has very few equals, St. John Chrysostom, who said, if you cannot find Christ in the beggar at the front door, you will not find him in the chalice.